This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go on a, let's see, Wednesday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday, and that's a good thing. Yes. Um, Jerry, I got an uh, invite to a, a wedding. Okay. I wanted to get your take on this. All right. It's someone here at the radio station who okay. uh, you people may know, people probably don't know. Now, I haven't invited home for someone who used to work here. This is not the same person? This is not the same person. Okay. This is someone who works here. He now. does not work directly on the show, but does stuff for the show. Oh, okay. I would say I'm friendly with with this person. Right. Very nice. Um, but uh, the wedding is in Brooklyn on a Friday night. Mm, that's tough. And we kind of just got the invite, and we have to RSVP by April 2nd, which is like two days. Oh, so you were an afterthought. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Well, and then, the, yeah, I mean, if you just got it and yeah, the RSVP just got it. is Sunday, right? that means you were not in the initial group. That's all. So that's the fine. first group, uh, some of those people couldn't make it because it's Brooklyn on a Friday night. He said, let's open it up to these folks. I would say that's very possible. Now... The chances of me going to a wedding in Brooklyn that's not blood-related, right? not great. Not good. Not great. Yeah, I would agree. I would say, actually, no chance. No chance. Now, I asked you this. For some reason, I feel like in New Jersey, maybe it's an East Coast thing, do I have to give a gift if I'm not going to a wedding? Do you have to? No. Is it a courtesy? Yes. I don't think, if you don't, I don't think it's, and I don't know who this is, um, and I don't know how close you are with the person, but if you didn't, I don't think it's that big a deal, especially since you were an afterthought invite. Well, then my question is this, then. Why not have a wedding wherein you invite everyone? Because everyone's not going to come. But if it's Correct. customary for everyone to give a gift, well, it's, but why I wouldn't think, I invite everyone? I don't think it is customary for everybody to give a gift. I think it depends on how close you are with the person. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what your situation is. Right. And what you believe in. I don't I mean, listen, when I got married, it was a long time ago back in 1999. I invited everybody cuz I knew a lot of people. We had a lot of people we invited and we knew half the people weren't going to make it. And as it turned out, 70% probably came to the wedding, 30% didn't. Many people gave gifts that didn't show up and some certainly didn't. And I don't hold anybody to that who cares. I feel like if it was like my sister and I couldn't make the wedding, that you give a gift for. That's, well, and it also depends, too, how young or mature or old the person is, in oh, my opinion. This guy's very immature. If they're 24 years old and they're just getting started, I think you probably, depending upon where you are in your life and you're loaded. Right, not um, loaded. I think you probably give a gift. If there's someone a little bit more mature and they've been mm-hmm. working for a while, 
right. hell with them. If I give a gift, uh, like a Pyrex dish, something like that, something I that goes you, in the oven to the refrigerator? You could do that, yes. You oh, could right. send something. I think okay. that would be very nice. Hmm. Or I think you send a check for $100. $100 check. Because See, let's be honest. Even if you, let's say you got a Pyrex dish mm-hmm. that costs 30 bucks, Right. Tax and shipping, you're in for $70. So what, just send them the check because the dish is really, I mean, useless to them. What if I use that uh, Visa gift card Craig gave out yesterday on the show and so I just gonna, got a gift give with them that? that? No, not that. It's a 500. Oh, well, then you send them a gift. Via the gift card. Yes, and I would put from Alan Craig in that regard. Well, I w- was given that gift from Craig, so I yeah, would put just it's Al. It's kind of from Craig to you, well, to him. So I'm I think sure it's how kind that works. of from the dynamic duo mm, of Craig and Al. Not sure how that works. I would invite mostly people that I knew had money. Like I'd invite Boomer, Craig. All right, hoping they don't show up. The governor, really Christie nice. is friendly with me. I'd invite him just for feeling like he would have to send a gift. <laughs> you would invite Governor Christie? Yeah, <laughs> just because he's friendly to me when we're here. <laughs> that would be tremendous. And then maybe he would feel obligated to get a gift. I think he probably... He probably would be obligated to send you a gift, knowing him the way we do. Now, if I was getting married, Jerry, and I sent Mike Francesa an invite, would I get a response even? Would I get a no back, or would I get nothing? I That's a great question. Or a gift. Mike is weirdly generous. Right. So, you know what? You could end up getting a big gift. Right. Wouldn't it's, that be it something? It would not surprise me. How about that, as I, they would say? Listen, I worked with Mike for a long time. He, I don't even know how to describe him because, boy, he does a lot of really nice things. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Right. That would maybe. be a fun experiment. Watch. You send Mike an invite. You get a check for a grand. I would just send Jerry Seinfeld an invite. So, you know, that would go unnoticed. That would go. That I wouldn't get a, a mes- message back. I mean, didn't didn't he do a show on this at one point in all those episodes? and never did an episode on, no. uh, on wedding gifts nope. and what do you give? And I don't even know the guy. One of the best things I ever did on Ron and Fez many, many years ago in 2001. Was kiss a guy. <laughs> I mean, you did. I mean, that was 02. 02, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, in 01, though, Jerry, I was going to my uh, cousin's wedding in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, on the air, I said I was going to give $35 gift. For what? Well, I was, I was really just, I was doing a wacky bit. You were being hilarious. I was being like hilarious. Boy, the audience was furious. Because people take these uh, New Jersey East Coast weddings very seriously. $35. Well, I was going solo. So what? And I didn't plan on drinking. So I was, and it was a Friday night for Gay's wedding. Well, I see, I, that always amuses me. I've had friends that get married on Friday nights yes. and Saturday nights and Sundays. And the poor people that get married on Sunday and Friday because let's say they don't have much help in terms of paying for these godforsaken, ridiculously expensive weddings. Right. Why in your right mind? Would you ever, 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 ever call an event that probably is going to cost $25,000 instead of it costing $40,000 because it's not Saturday night? Who the hell are you to call a Friday night wedding a quote-unquote fugazi? Like, that's even a word. I think we made that word up with John Montone, right? Who are you to sit there and call that a fugazi wedding, you cheap bastard? That's fair. Well, because I like a Saturday night Well, nobody cares what you like. Then when you get married, and for Christ's sake, you're 48 years old, make it happen already. For God, I mean, enough. But if you're not going to get married, shut up and just say, congratulations, here's my $35. The best to you and your future wife. I see. 
but a Saturday wedding's nice. Saturday wedding is fantastic. It is also almost double the price right. of a Friday night or a Sunday wedding. I can tell you this. Nobody wants a Sunday wedding, but it's affordable, and you can get a really nice place for it. I mean, I went through this 20 years ago. The Friday night wedding is not ideal, but not terrible. You're off the next day. The thing that sucks about the Friday night wedding is you're at work Friday. It's a little bit more. It's not as laid back and relaxed. But once you're there, the burden of tomorrow, you don't have it because it's Saturday. You can stay over. You can still have a blast of the party after the wedding. All good. The Sunday wedding's the problem because by 4 o'clock, you want to get home. What about this to make it cheaper, Monday night wedding? I'm sure there are Monday night weddings. I think there are Monday night weddings in a place in Manhattan. Many places, actually. So why don't you do that? Invite whoever you want. Hope no one shows up and they just send you gifts. Right. And then you can have a nice, quiet reception, be back in your place by 630. That sounds lovely, By the way, you would sign up for that in a heartbeat. That sounds lovely. Join Al and his girlfriend for a Monday night wedding. Yesterday, Jerry, I, uh, I went and spoke at Kane University. I was part of a panel discussion on uh, sports media. Nice. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is, and I and I did an event at Georgian Court University on Saturday, so I'm really giving back to the students, Jerry, as you can tell. What I'm noticing is people that are older that are in the, in the uh, teaching business really are out of touch with what the young college kids want to hear about. Is this just becoming the Al Bitchfest hour? <laughs> I thought you could feed you. You had excellent feedback with the wedding, telling me to uh, why do I judge a wedding that's a Friday night? So I was hoping to get positive feedback on here as well. Uh, I think you're probably very right in this regard. Plus, you had that. You had the school. I was wondering when you were teaching, what you know, if you had a similar situation. I had. I mean, I had some similar situations. We had. We did it. We had everybody speak from Francesa to Sid Rosenberg to John Minko, to Sweeney Murdy. I had Don LaGreca speak. So I had a lot of people that were very interesting. And I do agree that the older the gentlemen were, the less enthused they were and the more real and beaten down they were. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah, but even... I'm not even saying these guys were beaten down. They were more like they want to regale you with stories of, you know, the the Boston Garden from the 1970s. Like the students sure. are looking at you like, "What are you talking? Give me something." Like if if you're if you're if you're an accountant going back to speak to accounting students, nothing really changes with accounting. True. It's pretty much the same. Maybe there's new software and that sort of thing. But the media has changed so much over time and over these people's careers that me telling you my story of, uh, you know, from from the 1980s is totally irrelevant to what's going on today. Agreed. And this inability to look out at a crowd and see boredom, <laughs> as I see in your eyes now as I speak. That's not true. The inability to see that and not adjust your, you know, your presentation is very strange. Well, because most people are set in their ways and they kind of know in their head what they're going to say or at least have an idea of where they're going with their conversation. And it's kind of stuck there. Right. Whereas you, I mean, you are a broadcasting professional. I'm dynamic. You can adjust on the fly. Yes. I mean, it's like, God forbid the sound in your headsets isn't there. You're good. You're no problem. You can barrel through that, right? Same thing when you're looking at people in the crowd that look at you like you have seven heads because they're so effing bored. You know to speed it up or move along. Other people want to hear themselves talk. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of, I would say to the question you had for me, when we had Sid in, 
Sid dazzled, you know, the eight or nine or ten kids that were there. Kids, they were adults. Because his story is kind of like what you're talking about. His story was of that of failure, success, failing again, success, oh, failing again and again and again, and succeeding again and again and again. And I think that's a life story everybody can understand. And he was talking about his drug use and his alcoholism and dealing with Imus and it was it was a fascinating listen because you could kind of separate broadcasting from real life, and he was kind of giving you both. Then you had a guy like Minko who is kind of what you're talking about. He's talking about his days back in Indianapolis in the 1970s, and people are looking at him like, all right, but what about working with Francesa and Russo? And he's trying to get there, but it takes you a while to get there because his experience is so long and drawn out that you kind of get those faces you're – you're talking about. So I, right. I understand what you're saying. It's, All right. I think it's good, though, if you can move on and, and keep the crowd engaged. Right. Are you the type that likes to hear yourself talk? Uh, probably, yes. I mean, <laughs> I have two podcasts where I mostly talk. How much time did you... Uh, you have three podcasts. How much time did you speak for? Well, we were there probably for an hour, and there were four panelists, and every question that was asked, uh, the four of us each answered. So you didn't have anything to begin with. No. It was a Q&A for the entire yeah, hour. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, and then the moderator would ask a couple of questions. Okay. But one guy in particular, my goodness, he just talked and talked and talked, Jerry. Feel like he stole your thunder a little bit? Not my thunder. It sucked the energy out of the room. <laughs> How many people were you talking to? 60 tops. Do you get nervous anymore? Uh, yes, I would get more nervous uh, being in front of a uh, crowd than, really? yeah, than on the radio. Interesting. By the way, just for the record, I will be speaking at Kane now. Where? When are you speaking? Uh, don't know, but Jerry Carino is an adjunct professor there. Professor there. I met him through the Rutgers season. It's nice. just funny. You went yesterday. Yes. I got the email at two o'clock this morning. Is that right? Yes. And well, I they said must I have been be like happy to go speak to your class of twenty-five students. And they were probably like that one guy at a fan was so compelling. Are there others over there? I would like to think that there was some crossover, and they probably asked for more FAN. Right. While some people are going, no more FAN. Others are going, give me more FAN. So you're going to, what is this class you'll be speaking to, Jerry? Is it a particular media class? It is. It's called particular media class? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a jackass. It's not called particular oh. media class. It is, uh, let's see, I'll tell you what it is exactly. All right, Jerry. Uh, sports, it's a sports journalism elective. Oh, okay. That's all I know. At the and what's the fellow's name who teaches? Jerry it? Carino. Jerry Carino. He's a writer. He covers Rutgers. Good reporter. All right. Uh, met him this year. Boy, they got a lot That's of scary. adjuncts over there at that Kane University. Isn't that all the college really is? I know, but we're trying to understand. People pay all this money for college, and you're being taught by $2,500 a class. Uh, uh, and by class, I mean, I don't mean per class. I mean per semester class. Yeah, no, I know. Adjunct instructors. It's a little weird. Where's all that money going? Well... So I go to a school at, like, Syracuse for 65 grand a year, and I've got, you know, graduate students teaching me? Come on. They're called billion-dollar endowments is what they're called. Oh, billion dollars. One billion dollars. A lot more than that. Yeah. Jerry, when we speak to communication students, me, yesterday, you, in the future, one of the things I tell them is, if you're good enough, your voice could be coming out of a Sonos speaker. That's what I tell them. That would be something. Then they say to me, well, Al, what is Sonos? And then I tell them, it's a speaker system that you set up throughout your home. And it connects via your Wi-Fi. Then you get a very easy-to-use app on your phone, the Sonos app. And you can control music, podcasts, talk shows, all sorts of things. And you can listen to those things throughout your entire home 
or you can pick the individual rooms. That's the dream I tell them about, Jerry. I will sometimes play my own voice, this podcast, over my Sono system in my house, just so that I realize that dream, so that I can pass that on to students. Kind of self-serving, but I... I could see well, why you would do that. Probably sounds you probably sound much better over the Sono sound system than you do kind of listening to yourself right now speak. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's like awesome sound quality. Because what I'm able to do, Jerry, is I'll put this podcast on in my living room, right? And then I walk into my uh, well, what I call an office, but it's really a uh, spare bedroom. But I have a computer in there, so I call it an office, and I have a Sono speaker in there, so I call that an entertainment room as well. Because then I hear my voice there. Then I might go into the bathroom where I have a Sonos Play One speaker. It's a little smaller because I have a smaller bathroom. And then I hear my voice in there, too. I had yesterday, I had the San Francisco-Chicago game going. You did. Upstairs and down. What sport? NHL. What do you think? What sport? Probably baseball, I guess. Yes, exactly. You had that going on on your Sonos? Yeah, the, the kids were out. My wife was at work. So I had the game going downstairs and up. So... While I was doing a couple of different things in the house, we had a bathroom redone. So I had some tools upstairs. I had to go up and tools. down and get, yeah, and all that nonsense. The game was like in stereo in the house, Al. It was tremendous. Yes. It was really actually very cool on two different devices. And at one point, I turned it off upstairs right from my phone. I didn't have to go upstairs and turn it off. So really cool stuff. Play a different song in the living room, the bedroom, the bathroom, as we're talking about, or the same track in every room. Add your existing music services Discover something new. Whatever you do, go to Sonos.com. Yes, find the right speaker, the right size for the rooms you're looking to put speakers in, Jerry. Sonos.com. You said that already, though, right? It's all good. You did it. Oh, okay, got it. Say it again. Uh, (laughs) Sonos.com. Jerry, Twitter is unveiling. Now, you're a big Twitter guy. I'm not. Uh, Not a big Twitter guy. I'd like to get off Twitter. And you also love watching uh, television shows, but you're afraid sometimes... When you go on Twitter, there might be a spoiler alert uh, for a show. Because you go to bed early, Jerry, so when you're watching The Bachelor... I don't watch The Bachelor. When you wake up in the morning and you check Twitter, you don't want someone on there spoiling which person on The Bachelor or Bachelorette got voted out. I don't watch either. So Twitter is setting up a thing, Jerry, where you can mute certain words and certain hashtags... For a certain period of time so that you don't have to worry when you go on Twitter that someone's going to spoil who was voted off The Bachelor. Who would I? How would I know what the hashtag is when I wake up if the hashtag was created while I was sleeping? Well, because a lot of times the hashtag is like The Bachelor. Oh, that seems pretty simple. Or you would just like put in uh, words you want muted out, The Bachelor. Hmm. Yeah, it does seem like it would be very difficult to, Not easy. to avoid but that as well. you give them an A for effort. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying things over there at the Twitter. You're really into this Bachelor, aren't you? Uh, well, it's over now. It's uh, uh, the, Are you a Dancing with the Stars now? Um, Please don't tell me. I haven't watched it, but I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't gotten involved. You know what? They don't have... It's not really great stars this year. Have there ever been? Not really. It's really Dancing with the B-listers. Yes. I mean, well, that wouldn't work. What as it a, is. That wouldn't work in promotional items. If it's Dancing with the Stars, let me see Brad Pitt dancing. Let right. Let me see... Well, he's divorced now from Angelina Jolie, but you get my point. Yes. Give me the stars. Where's yes. Tom Hanks? <laughs> Dancing with Tom Cruise. Right? I mean, come on. You're right. Where's Holly Berry? Halle Berry. How are you pronounce her name? Ha- Where uh, is yeah. she? That Where would is be she? Dancing with the Stars. That's a good point. Not Dancing with the B-listers. Yeah. I like that, though. Dancing with the B-listers. That would work <laughs> on, like, uh, you know, a, a B-list cable channel. <laughs> this is a very odd item. 
and I bring this to you from the Analog Watch Company. And here's the their his is their business, Jerry. You have a cats, right? I have two of them. You have two cats. I do. And you had one cat that passed away not that long ago. Yes, Jewel died last Jewel, year. Jewel yes. uh, was a long-time pet. A couple of years ago. Yeah, she was 18. Well, this uh, analog watch company, what they do is you send them in the mail your animal's fur. Okay. You know, you trim up your cat and send this You know, I get in. the whole point, yeah. Oh, okay. And then what do they do? They send you back a watch with the fur on it. And I'd want that Why? I'm not sure, but people seem to want it. Of course. You know what? If and people are going to buy rocks through mail order, why wouldn't they do this? <laughs> and it's the watches with your own pet fur on it How about is this? $199. How about this? Why don't me and you come up with the dumbest possible concept we can think of? We'll create a Wix website, which costs nothing. Right. Let's throw it out there and see if it sticks. You're right. There's that company that's just sending people baked potatoes in the mail. I mean, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, well, this, this, I would, you know, here's the problem, though. If you got this, Jerry, $199 watch with your cat's fur on it, and you wore it to work, I'd be allergic to your watch. <laughs> yes, you would be. That'd be a good way to get you out of the studio. Yes, I'd be like, ah, oh, Jerry's watch is making my eyes tear. <laughs> such a so you will concept. not be signing up for that. No, I don't think okay. I'll be signing up for that. All right, no, I'm just I giving you the so. option. I thought maybe I'd give you the option. And then here's one, <laughs> a uh, person dressed as a Target employee, which I guess is basically just wear a red shirt, a red shirt with khakis, with brown khakis, yeah. right? Uh, and she went in pretending to be a uh, a Target employee, and she stole forty thousand dollars worth of iPhones. How is that but even? They've got her picture. How is Jay. that possible? Yeah, her image was caught on tape. She seemed to be familiar with how things worked at the store including employee hours and where the iPhones were stored. Uh, the theft occurred March 15th. They're trying to find this iPhone thief. They have a pretty clear photo of her, Jerry. She's going to get caught, Fairfax County I'm sure in Virginia. she's going to get caught. Why wouldn't she get caught? Well, she must have thought. you do this in a place that has all these cameras right. up? It's only a matter of time. Yeah, that is kind of stupid. Of course it is. Very that doesn't dumb. make a whole lot of sense. It really doesn't. I mean, people are desperate. I get it. But come on. Do something. Give yourself a chance at least, will you? And then finally, Jerry, let me give you this. An Alaska boy won the 42nd annual National Rotten Sneaker Contest. Okay. He earned the title of, quote, smelliest soul oh, all right. at the Odor Eaters 42nd National Rotten Sneaker Contest held here in New York. Really? Connor is his name. He got the Golden Sneaker Trophy using an old pair of New Balance sneakers where his toes are poking through. And the more they smell, the better your chances of winning. He won $2,500. Are you a stink foot? Uh, No. I do not not have the smelly foot. Yeah, me neither. We wouldn't win the contest. We would not. Yeah, I don't know. uh, I don't know why certain people have smelly feet. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I, it depends, I guess, how much they sweat in the course of a day, what they wear. I don't know. Do you think as a teenage boy you had smelly feet? Um, I think most teenage boys go through a period of growth where they smell. Where, like, odors just ooze everywhere. out of them? Yes, and then it goes away, and then you have a spurt again, and then it happens again for a few weeks or months, and then you're kind of back to normal. Two so smell I'm sure, spurts? I'm sure, I think anytime you have a growth spurt, right. I do think there, and I don't mean, you know, just your slow growth. 
when you are going when you're maturing and you're going through puberty and you have these little spurts, I do think that stuff happens. Yes, I do. The worst I ever had it was probably when you were in locker rooms. Yes. Because the locker room just stinks. There's no ventilation. There's nothing you can do about it. I remember in high school, whether it was baseball, I played football one year, but in baseball for four years, you'd go into the locker room after a game, especially towards the end of the season when it's warm and everybody's sweating for three hours. Then you go into the locker room, everybody's getting It just stinks. And you can't get rid of it. So, yeah, were there a time when things weren't so good? Yeah, I would say 1989 to 92. Ugh. But in general, like nowadays, you don't feel like you give off a foot odor. No. Okay. Do you? I do not, no. No, I don't. I do not, Jerry. I, I tell you what odor I do give off, though. Well, it's actually a tasty odor. What are you, a copywriter? It's not my body, though, Jerry. <laughs> it's coming from the kitchen when I'm cooking up the ingredients I got from Blue Apron. That's right, Jerry. Now, what is Blue Apron, you may say? Well, I do know. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country, Al. Oh, that's right. So here's what they do. You go onto their uh, blueapron.com website, and you type in, uh, you punch in some of the, uh, you know, I like, I tend to like chicken. I do like some salmon. Oh, I love a steak. They look to see what you like. Then they put together uh, ingredients and a menu item. Uh, and they send it to your house. So a box shows up. And then in that box are all the ingredients you need to make a couple of meals. Boy, this sounds really expensive, Al. It's not expensive, Jerry. You think it's affordable? It is affordable. I'm glad you asked. How it's so? It's less than $10 per person per per meal. Shut up. You get delivery seasonal uh, recipes, pre-portioned ingredients so you know exactly how much to put in, right to your home Huge variety. There's always something different. I don't think they change. They uh, send you the same thing twice in a year, Jerry. Flexible, very flexible, based on variety. Your preferences and very easy to do. Step by step, easy to follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And freshness is guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. By going to blueapron.com slash postgame. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash postgame. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, that is it for the uh, postgame show. The warm-up is next. Jerry and I were terrific in it, so I hope you stay tuned. And my apologies yesterday. I left the commercials in it. That was my bad. My bad. Uh, commercial free from here on out. Uh, you take it easy, everybody. See you. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, coming up on the show with Boomer and Carton, I get the sense we're going to have a lot of football talk as the owner meetings did wrap up yesterday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. So Roger Goodell will be at Foxborough to start the season. I guess that's exciting. I don't know. That made news. We'll have some news from Jerry Jones and Tony Romo, although it's really not news. And we also will have some Todd Bull stuff. But first, start with the college basketball and the NBA stuff because you found some interesting tidbits. Yeah, so the Kentucky fans were not happy with the refereeing in the game that they lost, uh, kicking them out of the tournament. Well, where they lost, they were kicked out of the tournament, but they were they lost eliminated. And thus, oh, eliminated. They were is eliminated the better, from the tournament. better phrase, there you Jerry. Go. Good yeah. point. Uh, so uh, they were upset with the uh, refs, and in particular, a referee named John Higgins. So the angry uh, Kentucky fans found his business that he has on the side. Well, I guess his main job is this business, right? 
He has a roofing company, and they went to the roofing company's Facebook page and bombarded it with terrible reviews. Well, that's going to be a problem for him going forward. They gave him many one-star reviews. See, that sucks because in this day and age, I mean, I, I know what you, you use. If I, I really, see one bad see, review, I don't. I'm out. I do not. I try to go more word of mouth by people that have used someone rather than look online. I don't trust the reviews. I know you are a review maniac. You were on vacation in Arizona, and after every breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you were quickly on, was it Yelp? Yelp. To put your reviews. And you're you're a snake in the grass, too, because you do the anonymous reviews. That's right. Which That's the only way to fight I back. I see an anonymous review, and I think, eh. Yelp reviews. I don't buy it. No, I think I use Al D as my uh, Yelp review. Do you leave your name. email address? I don't know. Well, then it's the same thing. Well, I would just give a Fugazi email address anyway. Right. So they went after this guy's business, but they were saying horrible things, like he showed up smelling of strippers and tequila. That's wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about one guy wrote, he hit on my son. Uh. Yeah, it was like really brutal things. But again, but that that also takes away from the review. I mean, because nobody. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. That. Right, I wouldn't believe that. Right, and the guy had five star reviews before the uh, of course the Kentucky game, which right. he now has one star reviews to the point where he had to take down his uh, Facebook page. Sure, I did find th- this interesting though. This was his uh, his company's website address. Now think of this, Jerry. He's a got a roofing business and he's a referee. Okay, his website address for his business is rooferees.com. That's cool. That's awesome. I like that. That's very clever. I would hire the guy just for that. Just for his creativity. Just for rooferees.com. I actually like that a lot. It's pretty good. Yeah, so when I review, Jerry, I don't do it maliciously. No, no, no. no. I didn't say you do, but you do it anonymously. Yes. Which, again, to me, if you're going to be anonymous on a review, it doesn't mean... Why is it any different? Let me ask you this. What was the difference whether my, my name's John Smith or not, like if you give your name? People give fake names all the time. I want to see a name and an email address. I want to know that there's actually someone attached to it. To the point, like, you're the first person that says when you see an egg on Twitter hammering you. Yeah. Is there any legitimacy to you in your mind? I'm out. So why if someone, let's say I've got seven good reviews and there's one guy just pummeling. For your roofing business? Yes. And it doesn't seem to add up. And or, or, Or you've got good review, good review, good review, and then all of a sudden you've got all these bad reviews from anonymous people. What does it mean? By the way, all of these reviews came from Kentucky, and the guy's business is nowhere near Kentucky. Right. So it makes no sense. But at the same time, people will look at that, and they might be swayed away from him because, oh, this guy's a bad guy. Right. It hurts. It's not good. It hurts, Jerry. Uh, I'm wondering if you would do something like this to your kids. You have uh, sons, Jerry. Two of them, yes. Uh, Two of them, yes. A uh, father uh, was supposed to uh, take his son to an NBA game. Yeah, Hornets game, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. uh, Cavaliers, uh, Charlotte Hornets. Are they still the Hornets, Jerry? Yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Again, yes. Uh, Again, because they weren't. Hornets, the Bobcats, Hornets again. Right. See, you thought I didn't know my NBA. Well, I said it. You didn't. Oh. Right. Um, And I guess the kids' grades are, are not up to par, so the father did not bring him to this game. But he did make a nice sign and got on TV with a sign that said, Thomas, get your grades back up, and next time you'll be here. Yeah. By the way, it was a professionally done sign. It was. I don't understand when people go to a game and they'll get just like a whiteboard and scratch with a Sharpie something. Like, sloppy. This guy had like a sign done. Like, he went Twice. to a... <laughs> yes. Then he went to a Houston, Houston game. Yeah. 
First of all, does this father go to work? What is <laughs> Maybe this is his vacation. How about this? Tutor your son, and then he will get good grades. Homeschool him. There Homeschool. you go, yeah. So he held up a sign at the uh, Houston game, student, then athlete, in that order. I think it's, listen, if he is a good player, let's say he's a basketball player, football player, whatever he is, yes. And let's say he really excels on the field, but he's got a D grade, and clearly he's not taking it seriously, I think the father did the right thing. Now, if he's a B student and his father is, you know, ticked off because he's not an A student, then I think he's a jackass. But if his student is not taking, if his son's not taking his studies seriously, then good for him. Uh, Jerry, better father, this guy or the ball the ball father? The Lonzo ball father. <laughs> I've had enough of LeVar him. LeVar Ball. I'll say neither because I don't know either of oh, them. Oh, you don't know any of them. But we'll give this guy guys. the slight edge because I kind of do like what he did. All right. Although... I'd like to see from there or hear from the kid, too. Did you see? So we mentioned the fact that the NFL owner meetings are going on and Todd Bowl spoke. Every coach spoke. And there's a lot of headlines with Ben McAdoo and Geno Smith, whatever. Uh, I can't find any of that audio. But we did have um, Todd Bowl spoke for an hour yesterday. Oh my gosh. I don't know what you talk about for an hour. But an put hour everyone to sleep. With the, <laughs> with the my New gosh. York Could comedian. you imagine that guy talking, droning on for an no, hour? It's boring. Nice guy. Boring. 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 So. They asked him about, remember when they had that situation last year with a couple of the players were showing up late to meetings? Yes. <laughs> so they asked him about what the effect was on the team and, you know, how do you handle that? Well, Bowles essentially said not that big a deal. Now, the audio is not great. This is how it was put out there. But you'll get the point as he really is nonchalant about it. I always have tiredness with players. It's part of it. Sometimes you're late for work. You know, it's life. It's not life-threatening. You know, those guys. Those guys after that were sharp and they were fine, and we didn't have a problem with them after that. Sometimes your alarm clock's not going to go off. That's not going to be the be-all, end-all. That's not a good comment. My alarm clock always goes off because I, I set three of them. Yes. And if you're an NFL player, that's your quote-unquote job. Right. And by the way, they're not getting up at 2 a.m. The alarm clock's not going off. You set your phone uh, so that's not even plugged in. So if you lose power, your phone's still going to go off. Then you set up a, a regular a alarm, real alarm clock. clock just in case. And how about this? I found out, Jerry. You know, you have one of those Alexas. Yeah. You could tell yes. Alexa, set an alarm. You can. The problem for me is I have the Alexa downstairs. Oh. Not going to help me upstairs. But your point. My point being, Jerry, there understood. are multiple alarms you can set. This is. And it's phone. funny because I think it was Brian Costello tweeted out the first thing. That said, uh, his first quote was, I always have tiredness with players. It's part of it. Sometimes you're late for work. Right. That was the quote he put out there. Sometimes you're late for work. And so I was with Joe and Evan yesterday, and I said, let's not rip him. I said, let's wait to see the context of this. Maybe he was just having some fun with the reporters to where Evan said, I would be a little bit better, but still not the right thing to say if you're an NFL head coach. Joe wanted none of it. And then we heard the whole quote, and it's even worse. Yeah, so, that- I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, he doesn't seem to care if you show up late. Well, I don't know that he doesn't care, but he's certainly very, you know, uh, lenient with it. And he goes, it's not life or death. Well, yeah, nothing with football is life and death. because it's a stupid game that makes a lot of money. So what? Oh, God, just terrible. If you're a Jet fan, you can't be happy hearing that. we got to take a quick break. A couple of other stories on the other side, and then Boomer and Carton at 6 on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Right, welcome back. we got Boomer and Carton coming up in two minutes. A couple of quickies. We mentioned the NFL owner meetings going on uh, or actually wrapping up. Jerry Jones uh, spoke yesterday, as did many of these executives and head coaches, and he was asked about Tony Romo at nauseam 
which you can understand. Towards the end, though, he kind of got almost annoyed discussing Romo uh, more and more. One of the reporters asking him, has the ship sailed, though, on Romo's time in Dallas? And he wanted none of that. No ship has sailed. No ship. So coming back is still an option? No ship. Just no ship is sailed. Okay. Yeah. It's just like it was when the season was over. Do you still think he has a chance? I mean, I'm just saying no ship has sailed. (laughs) We heard no ship has sailed, and then he was very declarative. There's no ship. (laughs) There's no ship. There's no ship. And it hasn't sailed. (laughs) If there was a ship... It's not sad. <laughs> There's no ship. Good morning. <laughs> so he spoke not not quite as long as Todd Bowles. He spoke for 35 minutes, though, most of it on Tony Romo. I read that Tony Romo was, quote, distancing himself from Cowboys teammates, Jerry. What do you There's think? There's no that? ship. Oh. <laughs> the ship hasn't the sailed. The ship has now. not sailed. Now, you know what? Wouldn't you? Uh, I would, yes. Of course. And then, I don't even know what that means, by the way. And this. then uh, Jay Cutler's uh, naked butt was on Instagram yesterday. Did you catch that, Jerry? I did not. Kristen uh, Cavallari. Why would we wife. do that? Why are we doing that? Well, it looked very posed, which I didn't like. It wasn't like a natural he was walking around Mexico naked. It looked a very posed photo of, the, of his ass? butt. Uh, it was kind of like a nice uh, You really blurred. took a good long look well, at this. Also kind of a nice blurred photo. Naked butt. Yeah, He's like, basically looking out into the yard. Yeah, like contemplative. Like, right. His what, future. what am I going to do? Does anybody want me or my black? It doesn't like Colin seem Kaepernick? like anybody wants him. Maybe he's blackballed like Colin Kaepernick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. John Harbaugh said he's not blackballed. Colin no Kaepernick. The exactly. last thing I heard coming out of the owners' meetings this weekend. How about this? We're not going to give him $10 million to back up. I'm not oh, a big yeah, exactly. butt guy. 